a new role in the kingdom, yeah? And, uh, and so even what we were just kind of getting into there, that moment, that divine exchange, you know, can you imagine how much transition there was for the disciples of life with Jesus and then life in the spirit in a new covenant era, new creation era? I mean, what a transition that was. And I feel like it's that level of transition that we're in right now where the relationship is getting redefined. And so I read a lot out of John 14. It says in verse 1, let not our hearts be troubled. Look at your neighbor real quick and say that. Let not your heart be troubled. You know, the disciples were just shaking in their boots because Jesus was leaving the validator the person who validated their ministry, their identity, their role, was, it was being taken away from them. And so Jesus, he, he spends all of chapter 14, which we went through a lot two weeks ago, and, and just really dove into these major points of what Jesus said was available. In John 15, Jesus redefines the relationship, and he says, no longer do I call you slave, I call you friend. Isn't that amazing? Jesus is there redefining the relationship, isn't he? And, he? and he redefines it beautifully. And of course, you know, we've shared this a bunch around here. But he said, he said, because a slave doesn't know what its master is doing. The key point of redefinition from slave to friend is that you get to know. Look at your neighbor and say, you get to know. Come on, you get to know. We get to know what our master is doing. Our father, our friend is doing. And that's good news, isn't it? And so how many know that we need a little bit of that redefinition right now where, we, where, where the church knows a few things and it's true? <laughs> Can I get a big amen? And, uh, and so, we, so I just really believe that in this time, the church is about to come into a knowing like we've never seen before. And to piggyback off of even Janelle's principle she was bringing was that God takes the thing that was confusing or against you and he uses it for you. You know, and there was a lot of confusion with a lot of prophetic voices all saying a lot of different things over the last year. Come on, somebody. And so the enemy loves to use those moments to try to bring it against us. But how many know that the opposite is true, that there's a, a voice of clarity in the church that's about to rise like we've never seen before? That's what's here. That's that divine exchange because in redefinition, Jesus said, as my friend, you get to know. And I believe friendship with Jesus is, is about to move in a way like we've never seen before. And, and so as this redefinition happens, I believe we are about to see God in a way like we've never seen God. I really believe this, that, you know, over the last 15 years, 20 years maybe, that we have had powerful movements of revelation that have shifted the way that we worship. We've had a revelation of grace or a movement of grace, right? And we, we saw the, the grace of God and that shifted how we, how many are thankful for the grace of God? Has it changed you? It's changed me. I know that. Yeah. Getting out of, into some good new covenant theology and getting out of works and performance and out of the Ishmael model and into the Isaac model. Come on. No half breeds in the room, right? You know, what is it, Georgian Banoff says, the only time half and half works is in your coffee. And that's barely. <laughs> For all the coffee snobs in the room. Um, and so, uh, and so we're, we're getting into the Isaac seat of promise position, yeah? And so grace has come and hosting the presence of God and loving worship, the heart of worship is happening. And how, why is that happening? Because we're transitioning from a Moses-led model into a Davidic-led model, Yeah. 
How many know that the way that we function in our services changes if a lawyer is running the service versus a worship leader? Yeah. Moses was a lawyer. Yeah. Teacher, principals, ledgers. And now we have a Davidic heart that's beginning to lead the church. And the Davidic heart is like, hey, let's host the presence of God. Let's build a habitation for the presence of God. And so what's happening is everyone's getting on board with this idea that, hey, we'd like to sing and worship and be open a little more than we hear the person on the microphone talk. How many have been changed by the hosting of the presence and a passion for worship? It's a powerful movement. Signs and Wonders movement is another movement that's come through and radically changed an identity. And we see all these different things. Um, the goodness of God has been this revelation that's changed the way I see God. And I believe this, that we are about to have an outpouring of a fresh revelation of who God is. That in the same way we've experienced renewal through these movements. I mean, gosh, you get a revelation of grace and it just nails you. I mean, and you just like can't help but stand in awe of God. You see someone get radically healed. You just stand. I remember I saw this young lady. I was at a conference and she had scars where she had harmed herself. And I mean, it was it was probably somewhere around 30 to 40 different lines where she had taken razor blades and just cut her wrist. And, uh, and we were going just after reconciliation, and we got out, and, and we were just doing ministry in this really kind of sweet, tender moment. And the Lord drew me to her, and, and he just told me, he said, he said Drew, I'm going to make her new today. And I just started, you know, ministering to her that all things were new, all things were new. And in that moment, those scars literally completely disappeared. Completely disappeared. When you see skin get made new, you can't help but be in awe of the one true king of kings and lord of lords. When you get hit with grace, you can't help but be in awe of the king of kings and the lord of lords. When you're in the presence of God and his manifest glory is in the room, you can't help but just want to be in awe. When you find out that he's a good father, you can't help but want to be in awe of who he is. We're about to step into some new days of awe. There's a new day of awe that we're about to step into. And the Lord told me that in the same way these movements could be identified as revelations that caught the, and captured the heart of the church, that we're about to be captured again in a fresh way that's going to lead to renewal in ways like we've never tasted and seen before. But it's going to require us to be okay with the redefinition in relationship. Because what looks like renewal in this next season will be different than the renewal we've tasted of in other seasons. And we can't be held back to the limitation of what that experience was to define what the new will be. And so it's not that God's doing a new thing. It's that we're going to become more aware of a new part of who he is. New to us, not new to God. Amen. I've been using that creature in the, in the presence of God as you know, Revelation talks about it, and it's covered in eyes, and it would circle the throne room, and it would cry, holy, holy, holy. It was in repetition of just crying, holy, holy, holy. And, and, uh, and, and I love how, you know, Dan McCollum, a mentor, friend of this house, father in this house, he teaches us so beautifully and, and, and about the creature and, and the symbolism there. It's just a picture, right? That every time that we move in the presence of God, that we would have another vantage point or a new way to see God. I mean, can you imagine just like, you know, it's, it's like a lens, right? And we have a new lens to see God in a new way. And there's something available right now where we are about to turn our position and see God in a new way. And all we're going to be able to do is cry, holy. 
Mary, what is it? Holy? Janelle, what is it? Holy? What'd you see? What'd you see? Tell us. Tell us what you saw. Mama Glenn, holy? What'd you see, Mama Glenn? Tell us. Tell us what you saw. And all you're going to be able to get out at first is just holy. We're not going to have words for it. Because when you see God, it takes your breath away. When you see God in a new way, you can't help but just want to fall on your knees and be aware of his majesty and his goodness and his greatness. And I tell you what, church, it's time to get comfortable on our knees. It's time to get comfortable with the fact that our awe and the wonder of the King of kings and the Lord of lords is about to be recaptured again. It's about to be recaptured. time to increase our expectation I love what God has done but I anticipate what he's about to do and so I've been feeling a shift over the last you know two weeks I was with Cindy Jacobs in Texas it was three weeks ago now and and she began to share about the stirring in her heart and she said that what she's experiencing right now is what she experienced on the way to the first service she did in Argentina that broke open the Argentine revival. And if you're not familiar with that move of God, I mean, just a remarkable move of God. It's worth researching and understanding. It moved into America. It moved all over the world. It got, you know, much of the inner healing movement was birthed out of that move of God. So if you've ever had a sozo before and you're thankful for all those tools and that revelation of how, you know, we can get our internal world in line with the Lord, that's out of the Argentinian revival. And, uh, and there's just so much that has been birthed out of there, and, and, uh, and so, like, I saw, I saw something in Cindy's eye that I've never seen before. I looked her in the face at a lunch table, and I was like, I believe you. This woman's known the Lord in a powerful way, and when she spoke, I felt it, and, like, it resonated in me, and the Lord began to speak to me very, very, very directly. Drew, I'm, you're about to see me in a way that you've never seen me before. The disciples had never seen Jesus as a friend. They saw him as a master. And we know that because Jesus had to say, hey, I don't call you slave. I call you friend. Either you've forgotten or you don't understand. It's one of the two. I call you friend. We're about to see God in a new way, in a fresh way. Like we've never seen before, and I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but what we see is that there's a witness in the body of Christ, and we grab hold of things. Things like God is good has become something that has, has, has just uh, awakened the heart of the church, and we are about to be awakened in a new revelation. And so the walkout for this is expectation, right? Beginning to let our words align with the expectation of God. I want to see you like I've never seen you before. God, I want to hear you like I've never heard you before. God, I want to engage with you like I've never engaged with you before. God, I'm open to you blowing my mind away. Mind, I give you permission to be blown away. God, I give you permission to do it. I need you to do it. Be bigger than what I can currently comprehend. There's something really beautiful available there. So increase our expectation. Number two, ask the question. God, who do you want to be for me today that I've never known you to be? God, how, do, how should I see you today like I've never seen you before? 
God, what do you want to share with me about who you are that I've never known to be true? And it's in that curiosity. It's in that, you know, that idea that God wants to be bigger than what I know. That we discover some of these beautiful things. And I tell you, what, as we step into it as a local house, as a community, you know, we're really going to begin to see and discover a new corporate anointing. A new corporate anointing. Something's going to be possible when we come together that otherwise wasn't possible previously. There's an upgrade coming. And, uh, and so I'm just, uh, that's where my heart's at. That's what I'm focused on at the moment. And I would just encourage all of us to begin to posture our heart that direction. And so are you hungry for Jesus? I'm so hungry, you guys. <laughs> Not business as usual. God, we're hungry for you. We long for you. Our passion is for you. Our energy is towards you. Our motion is towards you, God. Our eyes are set on you. We trust you. We don't just believe in you. We believe you. That you are who you say you are. So God, may we be captured with first love. May we be captured with childlike curiosity, childlike faith. May our eyes be locked and agaze with you in this season in a way like we've never experienced before. We're hungry for you, God. We have everything, yet we also desire more. Father, let your fire come. Let your fire come in a new way. Let your fire come in a new way. Let your fire come in a new way. New fire. New fire. New fire. Refire. New fire. For a refire. New fire. For a refire. Oh, new fire for the refire. We say yes to that. We say yes to that. Thank you. Thank you. Is this resonating? Is this connecting with you guys? Is this, this is there a piece on what I'm sharing with you? Because it's something that we will discover together. It's not, right? That's, that's how the kingdom works. It's a we thing. And so our, our worship is shifting even in our, you know, our you know, slimmed down post-COVID. What does church look like in our pews? <laughs> Come on. It's a we thing. It's what we are going to taste and see. It's what we are going to discover. It's what we are going to carry. Significant. So I just encourage you, go after it. In your time with the Lord, ask these questions. Give us feedback. Let, him, let us know what you're sensing, what you're hearing, what you're feeling. We're wide open. And, uh, because it's a corporate thing that we're going after here. You guys hungry for the Lord? I'm hungry. So hungry. I want more. And uh, 
So good. We are, uh, we're going to make a transition here. I got a couple things uh, I want to get into, and, uh, but why don't we prepare for our offering right now? We don't have like, I don't have a, the, the message is over, so don't, don't get concerned here. You're not here for another two hours. Um, we're going to wrap up here in the next 10 minutes, okay, and get you guys out of here. Um, but we are going to prepare for our offering right now, and, and, uh, and so Father, I just thank you, uh, Lord, for this opportunity to continue our worship and giving. Lord, we've been so touched. We've been so encouraged today. And so, Lord, I just ask that as we respond to you in this moment, that we would do it by faith, that we would respond, Lord, uh, with our seed, placing it in the ground. Lord, as you uh, declare is possible and available for expansion in the kingdom. And so, Father, we just thank you right now for who you are. And uh, we just say yes and amen. Father, to what it is you want to do even right now.